Ooh-wee, those new comics this week. Oh, what a week. Well, I mean, we've already discussed Trial of Magneto, and that was, wow. Yeah. Then this batch is like 50-50. Sure, I guess. But also the fact that there's five of them that we're interested in. Yes. We've had the double twos. Yes. For the last the couple of weeks. Yeah. The so, double Tuesdays. No. No. <laughs> Tuesdays? I tried. <laughs> Welcome to the Ex-Wife Podcast. I'm Alicia. And I'm not Justin, the double Tuesdays. I really thought you were going to cut out the tubla tubla thing, but you committed hard. I committed to it. <laughs> you know, I, I own my mistakes occasionally. <laughs> yeah. Well, we got we got four comics to talk about. Yeah. So, like you mentioned, we already talked about Trial of Magneto. So and we're gonna. In addition to that, we talked about Hickman leaving yes the x line and leah williams and what happened with trial coming out of x factor and so if you haven't if you haven't checked that out and you're just you're just jumping episodes go back you silly go back you silly so today we're going to talk x corp guardians of the galaxy marauders and way of x can i give you a galactus update oh snap yes i would love a galactus update as of this being posted on saturday there will be nine days left. Nine days, people. Out of the 14,000 necessary backers, there are 12,742 as of right now. Okay, so we need 1,300. 200. 1,200 I thought you said 742. Oh, 40. Okay, forget it. Can't do math in my head. Yeah, I don't. I really was trying. I was giving it a valiant effort. Yep. Okay, so get on it, y'all. Yeah. And. Because we have that many listeners. <laughs> right, 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 right. And second episode of What If? Something else. I just now, there was not really. Well, there was technically a bunch of new covers and solicits released for November. I mean, we don't. We got four comics to talk about. I we just, don't need to, like, yeah. add in a lot of fluff. The people not, are here for the comics. It's never fluff. All no, right? no. I'm okay. just talking about my interests. Yes, of I'm course. I'm just talking about the things that I love that are Marvel related that mm-hmm. hopefully I mean, the you second, all love too. The second episode of What If was pretty great. So well, I'm glad you agree. I'm glad you've. Come around to my fluff. I, mm, yep, okay. I'll just take it and I'll move on. But issue, but, issue five of X Men was teased with the cover, and guess who's not on pencils again? Oh no! I'm I'm hoping that I just you gotta, love you, this artist. Listen, that, you gotta let it go. That's have, what you always say to me. I don't have to do you anything. Gotta let it go. Right? The cover has nothing to do with the inside. Oh, I don't have to yeah, do yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have to do anything. Oh, Welcome to the XY podcast. That is not your line. That is not your line. <laughs> We've already done it. It's already happened. We've already welcomed. Side note, yeah. we have uh, going up this coming week on our Patreon a little couch convo about um, a little friend of ours named Warlock and how he may connect to something the called story. the Phalanx. And uh, just my brain explosion surrounding that situation. So 
If you want to check that out, uh, go check us out on Patreon and subscribe for just three tiny little dollars a month. Just one cup of coffee and help us keep making great stuff. The other thing that you posted the other day about on our Patreon that was like a super cut of our mic tests. Yes. I love it. I listen to it all the time. <laughs> I listen to it in my sleep. I dream about it. It was quite fun to make. It was quite fun to make. All right, so the order in which I stated them, X-Corp, Guardians, Marauders, Way of X, that's the order in which we're going to talk about them. And I know that's the order in your mind, worst to best, right? That's the intention, yes. When I posted them on Wednesday, because on our Instagram and sometimes on our Twitter, sometimes I don't carry it over to Twitter, I post them in the reverse order. Mm -hmm. So the the most hyped... And then, and it's not necessarily the best, and especially when I haven't read them, it's the most hyped. It's right. the thing I'm most excited about. But now that you've read them. I did switch from the post to now because I had Marauders in that second spot. Trial of Magneto was in the first spot. We'll see how I feel after after we've had a deeper discussion because I got to be honest, I'm, I, I read Marauders and then I read Way of X and I was like, which one do I like better? Well, this but is the last just, issue of Way of X. Yeah. Well, that's something. And we'll get into it. When we'll we get, get into, into it. it when we get into it. So should we get into it? Yeah. All right. I took notes. Look at me. I got Uh-oh. notes this time. All right. So X Corp, number four, four milligrams. We got a queen and a sad man. <laughs> yeah, that's a Celine and a sad man. It's Jason Wingard. Wingardian Leviosa. It's Leviosa, not Leviosa. Yeah. Honestly, I'll say it right now. I said it the other day in our Trial of Magneto episode. This is the best issue of X-Corp. We took a long time, a windy road to get there. And it's not, I say that, it's not like a great comic. It's still, it's fine. All right, so let's just do it. Let's get it out of the way, shall we? Sure. Page turn noise. Angel is a jerk. What do you mean? I'm done. I'm out on Angel in this Angel. comic. I'm out. He's he's the boss, and he's trying to keep Ugh. everything going. He's trying to launch this thing, and everybody's doing their own thing underneath him. That's Clearly, I have a problem with men in charge who are snarky. <laughs> Charles, Cyclops, and now Angel. Cyclops is not snarky. Okay. We're back at that tech conference, our... Issue three, Silicon Valley ending, where the team just can't get it right. But wait, somehow it's working. How is that possible? Mastermind to the rescue, pulling a ruse on everyone. I was not expecting to see him. So why? Because he's not supposed to be there. Oh, timelines and who knows what's happening when. Just because we're reading it the same week that he's in his potato sack at the no no no. That's not why. Just because I forgot that he was in X Corp. Oh, he's on the board now. Now, but he wasn't. He was added to the board at the end of issue three. Oh, but Celine wasn't. Correct. She's added to the board at the end of this issue. Halfway through. Partway through. All right. So anyway, he's doing his thing. Yeah, he's dapper as all get out in these issues, but still throws on the potato sack for trial of Magneto purposes. Well, that's when he's sad. That's his morning outfit. All right. Title page. Let's make a deal. A carrot on a stick. Written by Teeny Howard, art by Alberto Fochi, color artist Sonny Go, and letters by VCs Clayton Cowles. I do like that you can see their faces in the X logo. 
Mr. Manager looks so sad. So, so sad. Earlier. Before. So, some info on how it all happened. How this day was saved by these two reformed villains, kind of? Sure, yeah. Mastermind bringing in Celine on the plan. I love how... So, do you know anything about Celine? No, that's actually written a question. Uh, who is Celine? What are her powers? <laughs> She's old as all hell. She's like 17,000 years old, I think. Okay, girl. And super powerful. She's got all sorts of powers. Well, it seems like it in this issue. She's an energy vampire of sorts. And some interesting side effects with that that grant her some control over some of her victims at times. But she's also got that double dose of mental powers with telekinesis and telepathy. And she's a ninja, obviously. Sometimes, yeah. Well, I mean, you live that long, you pick up some things. Yeah, of course. And she's also been involved in the Hellfire Club. Well, isn't that just dandy? And she knows through her telepathy that there are mercenaries planted within the security detail by, how do you say this company? Nobilis? Noblesse? I was saying like Nobilis. Yeah. That's actually what I said, too. I just... But, like, in my head, generally, I say things incorrectly, so... Oh. You say that like you're surprised. No, I just... I found it weird that I pronounced it two ways that I don't pronounce it in my head. Nobelis. Nobelis. Nobelese. I don't know. Anybody? Tell us. Tell us. Tell us how you pronounce it. Send us a phonetic spelling. Yeah, but Celine with the takedown on Sarah St. John. Take her down and just a little pinky... Yeah. Little pinky pop of that little inhibitor right out of her ear. Yeah. I do like this revisit of the scene to find out a little bit more. We still don't have a clue as to... So Monet did claw through the ceiling to go back to... That's what I'm saying. She got out. She like escaped. No, she didn't. She was abducted because she's... That's how she's here and that's how Celine saves her. Oh, that's not in the... No, that's... Listen, it might be a continuity issue. Sarah St. John leaves the room. That's why Trinary and Windancer see her. Right. But she could have like walked around and then gone to this alternative location where they took Monet. Uh, It sounds like a lot of work for no accomplishment. Well, I mean, I think she was planning to accomplish something, but she was interrupted. Right. She was. They were planning on using Monet to get the rest of the team in that you find out later on. But... Insults and mental torture abound. Now we get the heck out of here. Moving on. But I did love this line from Celine. I like that you're already in my debt. It's my favorite way to make friends. <laughs> yeah, the team on the boat, on the HQ, the floating, whatever it is. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. They get all the people who were trying to infiltrate them. They, yeah, they've captured the, them. The power crew. Taking them down. They're trying to get it back together. Yeah, and we hear about how there were all these other people that were trying to sneak on to HQ and Celine prevented it all. I, in this next bit that's happening where Monet comes back and Angel is like, where have you been? And he's like, you know, highly upset. Monet says two or three times, like, I was caught off guard. I was caught off guard. And I'm like, all right, girl. Okay. Her pride. Calm down. We get it. You were caught off guard. But also, if you're trying to explain yourself as to why you weren't there for the major launch, maybe give some more details to your co-boss. I guess that's fair. You know, just saying just saying, I was caught off guard. What does that even mean? I was caught off guard. There was shrimp and I just couldn't stop. Eating was, it? Yeah, right. That's what... It's not very serious. Oh, man. When Jason's like, 
Yeah, so if y'all could hurry up, because I'm kind of creating a giant illusion and I'm getting kind of tired. Yeah, yeah. Head back to the boardroom. Politics. Who's in charge? Who's on the board? It's been the bulk of this series so far, but it seems like we're finally settled on it. Yeah, know? we're settled on it, and we're going to do anything we want behind your back anyway. Right. Because so. who's the boss? It's not Tony Danza. Charles. Trinary, you can't be on the board because you're a criminal, but somehow Mastermind and Celine are fine. Celine has literally murdered humans in a Captain America issue recently. Yeah, like... It's my understanding of a board, there's like a minimum number of people. But if you're going to make room for Celine, like, why do you have to kick her? Off? Why have to kick Trinary off? Seems kind of rude. You just have extra board members. Because Warren doesn't like being undermined. And this is why he's a poopy pants. He's in charge of the company, or at least he's co-in charge. And his other half is doing things without talking to him. I would be mad, too. If you're co-leading something and someone's just like, oh, I'm going to go add some other people to our team and do corporate espionage yeah, but underneath he's your nose. sassy frassy before that. He yells at them to sit down. That's because they're going off. They're going off and doing whatever they want. He's getting super flustered. Just kind of like you right now. <laughs> sit down. I'm sitting already. Thank Stand you. Stand up. No, I'm fine. All right, anyway, we got a plan. We're going to buy the board members out from underneath yeah. this other company. With this Ocean's Eleven. This is like some shady and business. And then we're going to go to this business meeting. And then we're going to step on this guy. And all right, well, let's vote for it. All right, so we vote for it. Fine, we'll do it. We Good did thing, it without you. We already you did doofus. it. Oh, girl, don't even do it. It's I already working. did it. <laughs> uh, I love Mastermind's comment about being mutant. You know, it's a lovely sentiment, but bad for PR. Yeah. And Monet gets sent to the principal's office at the end. Oof. <laughs> that, this is where I was like, okay, really, y'all? We got to duke it out because... This is what we do. This is how we were raised. Okay. Children soldiers. Mm-hmm. What's up? Nothing. <laughs> uh, it doesn't sound like nothing. I said it already. <laughs> I don't <laughs> like it. Shirtless boxing. It was For me, the thing for me was for the top of the panel... Monet, I'm furious. I'm tired of being goaded into this in front of everyone. I need to know what you want from me. Already taking off his tie. For me, it was the, hey, we're, I'm, I'd like to ask you into this, into the private, like, executive suite. Executive and, danger room. And, like, literally, I'm going to start talking to you and undressing for our fight. I, I don't know. Just the, the timing of the immediately undressing for me was, what the? heck are we doing what the heck are we doing but yeah i understand you sometimes you gotta punch it out and i'll say this and maybe i'm wrong but people that know the characters as well can comment there's no way that angel would beat monet yeah i was i i almost even find that. it hard to believe that archangel would beat penance or monet mm -hmm. sorry not sorry it is an interesting conversation that they get through the individual relationships with their other how it gets unleashed and, and what it means to them. and Yeah, I still don't fully understand like Angel's situation because every time I would call him Angel and he was in blue, you would, you would correct me and say Archangel. And I know Archangel is what Apocalypse kind of made him into. Yep. But then now he can transition between the two. Mm -hmm. 
So you do understand. But was that was that always the case? No, like, not always. No. So and, how and did that little change come about? We don't know. I don't know. I don't All know right. if that's genetic altering because of resurrection. Also, Penance and Monet transitioning between them but has I, never been I a mean, thing. I ass- oh, it's not. No. Oh, well, I assumed it At was. At least to my knowledge, it has not. Okay, well Penance then. Penance is actually a, a different. There's a whole. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Monet. We're not going to go <laughs> down that road right now. Okay. So um, their fighting stops because, hey, In, intruders. Investors with guns. With guns. Interesting point about if they die in front of the humans, they can never be seen in front of humans again. This has to have been discussed. Okay, but but we're going to take people who everybody knows are dead, like Jumbo, and we're going to let Jumbo design a bunch of stuff and be front and center again, and we're just going to be like, shh, 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 shh. But also, how many X-Men have died and come back to life throughout the decades of continuity at the same time i yeah i mean i understand the concept of obviously if if people blatantly see you die then they're gonna be like mm, what's happening mm. how'd you come back these next couple of pages okay that page i don't care i'm angry and broke let's go crack some skulls infiltration again i'm broke and now i don't have to play by the rules so let's party and now all right so now comes Multiple Man. I, I also want to say Fenris should have been thrown in the pit a long time ago. Yeah, what are they doing? They're just... Who, who? Who's reporting this? Why is no one reporting it? Nobody. Nobody, Nobody cares. cares. They're just like, yeah, Fenris, do your thing, but don't do your thing. So, all right. So Multiple Man. Yep. Let's get into it for a second. So... He's like, oh, no, I got to absorb all y'all because I need to remember everything that all your knowledge. And then he's like, no, wait, I don't have time. Let me jump in this elevator real quick. Oh, no. Which doesn't make any sense. What's his motivation? Where is he going to go? I'm going to head to the gunfire because I can't do the thing that I think I need to do. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. But here's my question. After he is shot. Death of the prime. And killed, does that mean that all of the multiples of him then die? No. So they stay alive. So actually the fact that he couldn't absorb out all of them is a good thing. Because he can reabsorb them once he's been resurrected and regain the knowledge of what he's lost in that time span. It's not yet been established as to what's going to happen to multiple men in this instance. There was a miniseries where it was developed that... If the prime dies, the dupes can survive, and then one dupe would potentially become the prime again. So he wouldn't get resurrected. This was before resurrection. So that's what I'm saying. It has not yet been established in light of resurrection. And yeah, like if they, mm, ooh, sticky territory, because if they resurrect him, then they have no reason not to resurrect Gabby. Because. No, you that's can't. That's how his power is, though. That's not, that's not, that's a different, they're not clones. That's his mutant power. That's the same, that's an even but lesser if, consideration than what they do with the cuckoos, that they are individualized and they benefit by having the five of them to build off their power. Like I This guess. is even more so, this is just him. This is who he but, is but if you're and saying, his power is. But if you're saying the, like, old, uh, idea is that one of the dupes then becomes the prime so then what's the point of being resurrected right so that's not yet been confirmed to still be in play and i don't think he's i think he may have been no he wasn't in the plant when they all died in the savage land i don't believe it was like issue two 
All right, what's this uh, Krakoan for the next issue here? Hostile Takeover. Hostile Takeover. What would you think of this issue? It was fine. It was fine. It was better than the others, but I still... I think each issue has been better than the last. This is what I wrote in my notes. I mean, dramatic ending, but I don't care too much. Yeah. I guess it's good that a man who can multiply himself got shot because there's multiple versions of him, so... That excuses him not being dead. If someone else, like these people shot him, but they don't know if they shot the OG or the multiple man version of him. So he does that that argument of like, you died in front of the humans. is like, you could just say, well, you killed one of my dupes. So I'm still alive. And then the question of if one dies, do they all die? But they do not. They do not. What did, what did you think? Best issue of the series so far, but it took a long time to get there and a bit of a winding road. We had a lot of things that needed to be set up so that it could be resolved. And I think my main problem was that I wasn't very interested from the beginning. Right. The worst issue was likely the first issue. And it's progressively I didn't read gotten... it and I'm not going to. You have to. It's going to be part no, of your No, I'm read-through. not going to read you it. Have I'm to. just going to skip it. No. This, <laughs> Don't this <make> issue. Me. <laughs> I had to read it. Sorry. (laughs) This issue felt kind of redundant in some sections as information was just being repeated in multiple ways and the slow pacing overall. Yeah. I don't want to belabor how little I've enjoyed this title. Oh, you don't? But I just... (laughs) What? I want to tell you... You asked me how I feel. I know. In a line where I generally enjoy most things, I'm excited to see this one end. Mm -hmm. Next issue will be its final issue. Okay, great. That is confirmed through the lack of solicitations for any more of it and the fact that it is bound in trade paperback of the five issues. There you go. All right, moving on. Guardians of the Galaxy. Number 17. We're going to go through this one real quick, right? Yeah, sure. Just real quick. Why? Because not a whole lot happens? Because it's like a lot of nothing going on. All right. Let's talk about the cover. Epic space. The cover's great. We got got battles galore. We got doom. We got Star-Lord. We got someone else. And aliens. These alien things actually look like the the ones that come through in, in Avengers. They are. They're the same. Chitari. Oh, look at that. <laughs> They're the same. All right, let's get in it. A page turn noise. <laughs> Another recap that I almost didn't look at because I thought it wasn't a recap. Written by Al Ewing. Art by Juan Figueri. Colors by Federico Blee. Letters by VCs Corey Pettit. Petit? Petit? I don't know. Dormammu is in control. Yeah, so... Death with a side of recap. (laughs) Captain Glory, he's out. Glory. This is what's happening everywhere else. And we get our briefing. A lot of this is really context placing of some of the things we know, but at the same time, it's helpful because I don't know all these planets and groups of people. I don't think you do either. No, but here's what I will tell you. The fact that we just did... The magic storm story and that there's so much emphasis on the creation of this pentagram and how it creates a portal for you and all these things. That coming in right now, I was like, oh, yeah, I know what this is about. Yeah, Well, and it's cool to see the consistency of magic's use throughout Mm -hmm. the Marvel Universe. Magic with a C. The use of magic. Yep. (laughs) Magic is not in this issue. 
I know, but I'm just clarifying for the for the friends. Sure. But our team is taking it all in as Doom's magic PowerPoint is <laughs> presenting these four planets. But wait. But wait. Could there be a fifth? We've got to get to the fifth planet. And <laughs> Gamora and Nova are just not, they're just, they don't care about Rocket's plan. They're like, yeah. No, 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 no. Well, We're nobody, not doing that. Nobody trusts Doom either. Well, uh, do you blame them? No, I don't. Except for Rocket. Rocket likes evil, though, deep down in his little heart. Rocket likes adventure and filling his pockets. Yes. I don't know if I would call that evil. I'd call that space grifting. Mm -hmm. But the, the thing is, Rocket knows how much power or knowledge that Doom has in his ability of magic against Dormammu's magic. Right. And if you're going to fight magic, you need, you need someone magic. that understands yeah. magic. Yeah. Yes. Fight magic with magic. But we're going to Chitari Prime. That's where some of us are going. Well, the others go and fight space battle, I think, on Spartax. That's the other planet. I don't know. <laughs> Did you not enjoy this issue at all? I was just like, can we do something? Can it be over? So probably not. I'm going to go. <laughs> I'm going to go with a no on that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry about it. I like this sly nod that Dune was up to his own business off panel while on Araco. Yes, and then that now you know what else he was up to. Right. The planet and people have been conquered by Dormammu. Do we try diplomacy? No. No. Only Doom. Only Doom bots. The ship can take in asteroids and transform them into killer Doom bots. That's cray cray. I love it. <laughs> and then like, they oh, fight. This this two page spread is really cool. It visually, is really cool. Visually, it's awesome. And yeah, visually, this issue is the tops. Yeah, and and I, it advances the story. It's just the story has been nonstop action and space invasion, and I feel like it kind of harkens back to what we were talking about in the trial episode, where if it's all action and space adventure and no real character development then yeah, why do I and care? Yeah, and it's less and it's, like that character development is m- more of what I'm looking for in here is like story development. Well, there is some story development as it's really just a couple moves forward on Dormammu's invasion. And now it's fully explained as to what his master plan is. Yeah. And there's dissent within the ranks of the Guardians. Dissent. But we're on Spartax. I mean, there is a little nod to the fact that somehow the Avengers are still not getting our transmission. So Which, that came up again. How, Abigail. How does... What? Abigail Brand is the reason. Oh. <laughs> I didn't know what that was. I said Abigail. <laughs> yeah, but you said it in a way. Abigail. <laughs> yep. That's sounds pretty much like what I said. How does that not get found out? I think Later it's on. going to. I think that's why they're going to reference they, it. That's why they're times. like, "Hey, hey, remember this thing is happening." Yeah, but we're fighting. Yeah. We're fighting space demons over here. We're fighting space demons over here. We got scroll friends. You're not, not going to ask about the the. I'm going to clink my bands together and change from a woman to a man. No, I'm not going to because she said what she said. Yeah. One chill. One of us chills in a portal, and the other one just goes tink tink. Time to change. Like and all the bingo bango. Swap it out. Boom. No questions asked. <laughs> I get it. Comics. It's comics. And then let's just combine all the threats. You know, Dormammu has taken over Ego 
and now he's combining with Galactus to form this nightmare fuel on the final page. I um, was like, it's a, a Megatron of Dormammu. Yeah. Which is cray-cray. I said cray-cray twice in this episode. Yeah, you did. I'm going to need to pump the brakes on that one. You said cray-cray twice while talking about this issue. Maybe because I don't really have anything (laughs) real to say, so I'm just What'd you think of this issue, babe? It was an issue. Oh, man. That's two in a row. It was... This is what I said at the beginning of the episode. 50-50. 50-50. Would you say that this was better than X-Corp? I don't know. Because here's the thing. is like, I want to care about this story... But I just feel like I'm not super invested in what's happening because I don't I don't really feel like it's tying into the X universe as a whole. It's not really. And so it just feels like a little bit like a chore for me, like I'm approaching it in a less like, oh, yeah, I also have to read Guardians of the Galaxy. So it's not that it was bad. It just was. And especially when I was reading it, I was like, okay, I just read X Corp. Now, Marauders is next. I want to get to Marauders. <laughs> I want to get to Trial of Magneto. Power through. Just power like, through. Let's get let's get this Dormammu business moving. But it is a cool ending. It is leading up to some fun stuff. Some big battle. I guess another big battle is coming our way. Yeah. No Krakoan on this issue. No Krakoan. It's not an X book. But our next issue is Cable Reloaded. That's well, coming that, out next week. See, then I will care about that's the cable cable and that's got to do with sword too yeah it seems as though Abigail. old man cable is joining in on the sword team by the solicits that came out yesterday oh interesting he's on a cover of sword coming up in november cool cool all right let's get into marauders yeah but i want to say what i thought oh, about okay Guardians. sorry what do you <laughs> what did you think about guardians honestly, of the galaxy honestly, i i was a little i'm Kind of, I don't want to say over it, but I read the run, mm-hmm. so I at least had some place of it. It's just I feel exactly what I said about space battle, space battle, space battle. Mm-hmm. You know, there's just not much else happening besides this mounting threat of Mega Dormammu. Yeah, and Which honestly, is cool. it's cool. Yeah, I don't understand how they're going to be able to defeat that. You know, you you just super combined three major marvel threats just bring in onslaught to fight evil just evil on evil i don't think that's gonna work i don't know i don't have an answer all right let's talk about marauders thank you number 23 okay first of all this is the cover we've been waiting for easily my favorite cover of the so beautiful probably my favorite cover of the five yeah it's so beautiful jerry's like oh you didn't want to put them on the x-men that's fine oh okay i got plans you don't I don't I don't want to get into it too early, but I'm just going to get into it. If wait, first, I'm going to page turn noise. Okay, hold on. Page turn noise. (laughs) Then I'm going to read this quote. No knock on the whiskey, but Heather Tucker has more to give than aging the casks at Port Genosha. She's got a hell of a mutant gift and should start honing it under pressure out in the world. She wasn't elected to the X-Men this year, but that doesn't mean it's not time, time for, for tempo. tempo. Okay? What have we been saying? Time for tempo. We've I mean, been saying time Jerry's for, been saying it as well. Like, okay, but that was like our whole campaign was time for tempo. Now, was I sad that our girl Tempo did not win the X-Men election? For sure. Of course. However, am I actually grateful 
that she didn't win because now I can have Tempo and Kate and Emma on one team in one book together? Uh, yeah. Okay. What? This is, this is for me. This is why I'm like, I'm not so sure if Way of X was my favorite issue of these four because this literally brings me so much joy. So much joy. I can't. Okay? Okay. Some wise words from Cyclops. Thank you. Oh, please. El Capitan. We didn't have to talk about who the quote was from. (laughs) You didn't. You explicitly didn't didn't mention it. So I do want to mention that there's an interview with Jerry. I think I'm going to mention it before about how he had to consider storylines for each of the potential X-Men members. And the fact that they didn't get voted into his book Mm X-Men doesn't mean he's not going to use those storylines or those potential narrative developments for these characters. And I think that that's great. It's honestly the best thing that could happen in my opinion. Because we also get Banshee in this issue. And yeah, he that's was... fine. <laughs> Love is not limited. <laughs> can... No, good. Yay, Banshee. <laughs> you do great in this issue. And I do want to mention the, the whiskey point. When we guessed it on House of X yeah. talking about the candidates, that was basically my point of tempo. Yeah, like what is she doing right now? It's cool. I like that she's making whiskey, but it's an underutilization of her mutant gift. Yes, 100%. She has an amazing power that can be doing tons of things in the field. And I just want to say, nothing against Banshee, but we weren't really like pushing for Banshee to win at all. So no, I'd, it's just, I mean, it's cool that he's here. I just like Banshee. Okay, well, Fallout, title page, Fallout. Time for Tempo. Time for Tempo. It's the name of the issue. Written by Jerry Duggan, art by Ivan Fiorelli, color artist Rain Barreto, and letters by VC's Corey Pettit. Petit. Petit. I think it's Petit. I don't know. Petit This is Gambit. Ivan Fiorelli's first issue. Ooh, all right, Ivan. I really do like the art. Get it. Yeah, I do too. All right. We start with your girl. Start with my girl, Emma, Emma, get it, get it, Emma, Emma. You know, I should be having a great time, but someone had to go and get murdered at my party. And then someone also had to steal my boat and ruin it. Yeah. This was supposed to be the best week of my life. Sean, is that you in my brain? Sean in action, y'all. Banshee just obliterating this man on the bottom of that page. Yeah. He's just like, um, listen, Emma... You got to get down here. But first, let's learn some simple economics. Supply is low. Price goes high, which is terrible unless you're a violent criminal. And the Marvel Universe has plenty of violent criminals. And the violent criminals also have family members. Yeah. Like a Nana who needs that medicine. A humanizing motivation for our mobsters. Mm -hmm. I love that Sean still has friends in the Irish constabulary. I love that this guy says call Sean Cassidy in series like which Sean Cassidy. Yes. Yes. You know, the this whole catch up of what's going on in the issue, what's going on to bring us to this point actually delivers a whole lot of world weight. Yes. In terms of we placing the effects of the Hellfire Gala, the supply shortage from the loss of the Marauder, the lack of access through gates because of the UK not recognizing Krakoa, all these people who came to depend on or at least want to continue their regiment of Krakoan medicines are now in a dire situation and moving with fervor. Fervor. His, his, all right, so, I mean, his opening dialogue here as he walks through the gate. Banshee? Yes. Is ridiculous just a couple of ways. All right, lads, I haven't slept in two days and I was just getting pissed up on Mars. So have a real careful think 
on whether you want to cross with me right now. Uh, also, what does pissed up? Yeah, mean? right, right. <laughs> That's just a fun. Is it drunk? I believe so. Okay. But also, Banshee is a recovering alcoholic. Ooh. Which I don't know. If we forgot. Or... That's not great. Right. That's not a great choice. Right. So because he's Irish, we got to make that nod. But also, Banshee's been going through some stuff. Yeah. Know? I think he's been resurrected. I think. And I don't know if that has any effect. Oh, or... like, does he, did he forget? Like, did he get res- resurrected pre-recovery? Right. I don't know. Interesting. It Shaw's not. Like they just forgot. Yeah. Shaw's not answering his burner phone, but also Shaw's not in charge of the black market anymore, which is a plot point written by Jerry Duggan. Well, Shaw's not supposed to be in charge of the black market anymore. Hmm. Shaw do what Shaw want to do. That's true. Well, especially if he's got a burner phone. Exactly. Mobs, mafias, and mutated mercenaries. Bomb it up, (laughs) y'all. But wait. Get here faster, because there's a bomb. And then... Oh, my God. And then the Marauders, kind of. Like, okay, Jumbo, I could cut you out of this image, and I'd be happy, but also, you look fine. You're great. You're there. You're Jumbo. But, I'm sorry, Emma and Kate and Tempo... In their bad B poses, just come on now. Everything I need in my life, right here, one page. This is a intense opening splash for the team. It's it's a odd. So I mean, I do like the addition of tempo. Honestly, I like what Jumbo adds to it as well. I just have had an issue with the sideline members of this book for a while. The fact that we get nothing with Iceman, very little with Bishop, yeah, Pyro, like who, come on. I am happy that we're going to expand the ranks. I love adding tempo. We get a slight nod. Emma's making an inner circle. Yep. We get a slight nod to those three members throughout the book, but where they been? I don't know. I'm sorry. It's Emma and Kate because that's who this book is really about. And I know you don't have a problem with that. Not a single one. (laughs) (laughs) But also two other uniquely useful associates for this mission. I would be fine if it was Emma, Kate, and Tempo all the time. Throw Storm back in there once in a while just like for a guest appearance. Like, what up? I'm Regent of Soul, but I'm here for a party. Okay, let's go. Yeah. Storm was underutilized as well, in my opinion. I'm excited for where she's going. Yeah. So, fighting ensues because we got to get these people out of here yeah we got to protect the drugs we got to get these people out of here so you still want to play toot and boot boots all around (laughs) i had to look that up and you know you don't know what that is rupaul's drag race toot and boot i don't is this outfit a toot or a boot oh no i mean i haven't watched drag race in a little while so kind of behind on the times but i like that that's a reference i'm into that and then Kate, she's just swinging her sword. Yeah. Teamwork all around. The quick work to evacuate the warehouse town and then slow down the bomb. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. This idea that like she could make each second into a minute. And the fact, nice nod to her previous experience and the fact that she knows this is a bomb that you should not pick up and move. Right. There were maybe one reference too many to the mlf i think it was like three or four i only remember i only recall two there's at least three but it's i did appreciate the fact that that's really all we know about tempo right so not trying to 
overload new information in her first mm-hmm. appearance in an issue beyond the Port Genosha whiskey issue, but just establish, hey, this is the base set of character that we're working with. Mm-hmm. She has to come back. Jerry, she has to come back. Right? Come she's on. a member of this team. No, yeah. Well, she says she says she's not sure. Kate offers. Right. Kate puts it out there. But. And then Tempo, come on now. Tempo, do not refuse Kate's offer. But, you know, Kate needed some convincing when Emma offered, so I understand. Yeah. Jumbo with the Teflon skin. Yeah, I do really like the way that like they they handle everything. They get all the people out and then Emma is like, okay, Kate, go get her. And then they just like phase through the bomb. That's pretty dope. And, you know, Emma using her powers to just be like, okay, everybody, you got to go. Yep. Got to get out of here now. And even though you can't see this guy's eyes, he like goes to attack Kate and she just faces right through him and his face is like, oh, <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Evacuate the city. I, I mean, I really do like this art. Yeah. A lot. And it's a fun issue. And this is the moment when she says, you should be a marauder, Tempo. Is this what it's always like? Because then probably no. Okie dokie, but the offer won't last forever. Hey, I didn't say definitely no. Of course you didn't, Tempo, because you're going to be a marauder, because yeah. you're going to be on the team. Yeah, but I don't know about Banshee. I don't know if he'll stick around. He's off to chase the Reavers as... Emma gives her, oh, well, you and you and you. So much sass in that image right there. Yeah. She's like, okay, listen, people. Maybe just calm down because we got it covered. You're yeah. going to get what you need in days, not weeks. Because why? Because tempo. Off to London. Ooh, yeah. Hurry home, girls. The gates are closing. Yeah. Okay, mom, Last but call. we got to do something real quick first. Just got to help this girl kill her dad real fast. <laughs> closing up that loose thread with Wilhelmina. I loved this, though, and I love the way that, you know, they go in and Wilhelmina just kind of does her thing, lays it all out there, and then takes care of business, and then she's like, I'm out. I'm out of the evil. Yeah. I do like how it is resolved. I do think it was a little sticky getting there, the whole, hey, you've got trauma. Confront your trauma, and now let's go attack your attacker. Yeah, but I think the idea that they showed her that they were there to help her probably in a backhanded effort to get her on their side. Sure. But I like their women helping women. We don't let anybody push us around. Yeah. Kind of overarching vibe. Yeah. And I do like their costumes. Yeah, I really like their costumes. Punch your teeth out. Now forget math. (laughs) (laughs) No, don't make him forget math. I laughed out loud when I read that. Yeah, that was funny. Uh, Hellfire babies. They're kicking the nuts in sayonara. Oh, yeah. I liked that moment, too. I'm just not doing it anymore. I'm making my own way, and I suggest you do the same. Either way, don't contact me again. And then, (laughs) what is this? What is this? What is this? What is this? Pyro's in a... He's a romance Pires novelist. In a romance novel? He, he writes them. Are you sure he wrote it? Best-selling romance novelist, John St. Alderdice. That's his real name? That's his real name. I didn't know that. I just got from the description that he's the, one of the main characters. He's writing about himself. Fantastic. Nom de plume. Why is it relevant? I'd love to know. Hey, we'll probably find out because that's what he's up to. We got a little update on Iceman and Bishop working security in various places in the world. And Pyro's been writing romance novels. Gotta do what you gotta do, man. 
Krakoan for next issue? Space Pirates. Space Pirates. <gasps> Have you seen the cover for this? No? Question mark. Shaw, Emma, and Kate in space. Oh, no, I have not. All right. Shaw, Emma. What did you think of this issue? I loved it. You loved it. I loved it. I love it because it is witty and sassy and action-packed and to the point. And that's what I like about Marauders. Yeah. The stories are good. They're, they, they move quickly. There's fun character moments. And Tempo is now part of the team. So dope, dope, dope. All for it. Yeah, I like this issue. I thought it was fun. I I think that it largely didn't change or do anything other than add tempo to the team and potentially jumbo to the team. And I think it kind of explored some points. I thought it was a good issue. Just it didn't really feel like it had much big impact on the Marauder story. And I don't know if it's because I've been feeling over the past handful of issues for Marauders. I think it, it lost for me a little bit of... Not the the recent ones because I feel like it was been it's been playing off the Hellfire Gala, but the ones before the gala that you haven't read, I don't know. I feel like it's lost its its path a little in my heart. I'm gonna have to disagree. We well, haven't read the issues that I'm. I referring. don't care. So you just have blind love for it. Yeah, I mean, I just I think the thing for me is that. It's the characters that I love so much, yep. so I don't really care what they're doing. <laughs> like, as long as I get to see them and, and experience something that they're doing and they can look like baddies along the way, great. I'm here for it. She's here for it, like, folks. They could have dinner. It could be a dinner issue, and I'd be fine with it. Pretty sure they've done that. Actually, yeah, on a boat. On a boat. All right. Are you ready? Are you ready for Way of X? This is the Way of X. Wait, first let me look at mine. Did I miss anything that I wanted to say about Marauders? No, I didn't. Okay. Way of X. Number five. Ooh, the last one. The last one. I, I, I like this cover. He's been lurking in the background all along, and now he's out in the open. Yikes. Onslaught. I do like this cover a lot. Yeah. I like the, the falling feeling. Even though like it's Kurt's being dragged and that's a big shadow, it also kind of feels like he's like falling into the darkness. Mm. So I like the cover. Yeah, I'm ready to dig in. Were you gonna say something else about the cover? No, I, I like the I like the cover. I've enjoyed this series. It's probably one of my favorite issues of the five. I think it ends on a really strong note. <laughs> yeah, page turn noise. Starting so off it begins. with this visualization of the patchwork man. Okay, but also like what did I? You haven't read the first two issues. So the patchwork man is what was being referred to as. No, that's not what I'm confused about. I'm confused about Charles being resurrected. Zorn and Zorn killed 63 people in the Green Lagoon. Oh, right. It's just hard to keep track because of how the, how is the timeline working? You gotta You got to let the timeline go. I can't let the timeline go. You can't have books that are interconnected and not have a timeline. Y yes, you can. It's comics. It's all a sliding timeline. All the last okay, but the last month and a half, all of that's happened in a week. But yes, I understand that. But in in two issues that come out in one week, Charles is both sassy pants on the council, knows everything that went on on the gala at the gala, knows all this trial of Magneto nonsense. And at the same time as just being resurrected. Yeah. Yet again. Yeah. 
They just don't tell you where each one but falls. But this happens after the gala. Sure, yeah. It all happens after the gala. I get hate it. What do you mean? Because I was so confused. I was like, when did Charles die? What is happening? You always, if you ever have a question like that, it's not trying to place it in the world story. It's trying to place it in this title story. You have to forgive some of the timeline inconsistencies because people are trying to tell their own story in the greater world. So they're using things. But at the same time, if if he's going to die at some point and then be resurrected, you don't need a, a date and time as to when that happened in relation. You don't to, need it. You're not going to get it. So just don't look for it. It'll help you in the long run. No, I don't care. Okay. Just going to point it out and be upset about it every single time. All right. So anyway. I mean, this cover has a lot to do with the insides. Yes, it does. So did the last one. I think every one of these. Yes. See, it's it can be done. 63 dead people. And we could use your extra brain power. Because, right, Zorn and Zorn blew them all up at the bar last issue. Yeah. It's so creepy how the kids all have this shared thought about this death party. Yeah. The yeah. Crucible. Well, I was like, oh. <laughs> like, yeah. What did you say? What did you think it was? I just read the Crucible and I was like, that's already a thing, y'all. No, Crucible. We're going to have a death party. Goodness gravy. Do we... I kind of want to just rip the Band-Aid off and say what we know about what's going on in the background. What do you mean? Right. So by the end of the issue, we find out about Onslaught. Oh, yeah. And how he has infiltrated and everyone who's been resurrected the resurrection protocols and potentially the entire time this is what i was saying when i like kind of alluded to it in the trial of magneto about the things that get left out of your resurrection right and the things that you choose not to let in which which okay so obviously there's a lot of charles's back history story past experiences that i don't fully understand however i did listen to the gray milk and lane trial of charles xavier episode that you were on because i needed to hear all the things about charles and there's talk about the original onslaught Mm -hmm. and how that's kind of stemmed from all these evil things that charles has done right well all the evil things that charles has done but also his regret his his Negative thoughts. Right, right, right. All the negativity. Okay. So Charles ultimately is the person who's deciding what... I mean, I know it's it's a Cerebro backup, but he does have the ability to pick and choose what is brought back for people, like what they remember. So I just thought that was interesting because it's like if Wait. Onslaught originated from Charles and Magneto, then... If he's coming back, does it have to be connected to the two of them in some way? I think so. I think it will at least stem from, and to go off of what you're saying right now, he also chooses their priority of resurrection. Mm -hmm. And that's referenced twice. And I'm just noticing this now. You know, Emma says they're all mostly beta or gamma priority, right? So these people get resurrected even though they're not high priority. Mm -hmm. Legion would not be resurrected because... His dad doesn't want him to. That's so messed up. Legion resurrected himself, essentially, in, I think, issue two. Yeah, it was issue two because issue three was the Hellfire Gala. Ugh, so messed up. So anyway, it's just interesting that, you know, there's been this ongoing conversation in these comics about 
you know, Colossus was talking about it and they talked about it in X Factor, I think, when they're talking about like people being resurrected and repressing and and choosing not to bring back your trauma Mm -hmm. and all of these things. And, you know, just this idea that in in regular lives, in regular people's lives, like your trauma doesn't just disappear. Right. You learn to manage it, but it doesn't just disappear. And so if you're repressing it, it has to go somewhere. It manifests and into so something else. And so just the fact of like reading these, this issue and being like, oh my God, all of these threads about people's trauma, people's trauma, it's been being brought up. Like, where does it go? What happens if we don't take it back? What happens? Like, and also just the, just the sheer fact that a lot of the people who die, die in like tragic ways, but they don't remember their death right. because that part wasn't backed up. Right. So like, where does that go? It goes to Onslaught. Right. That's crazy. Seeping into people's lives as they've been killed and resurrected, filling in the gaps between their last backup and their new restart. So anyway. David's on Mars. David's on Mars. Do not disturb. Why is it that Charles needs a helmet on Mars, but other people don't? Um, that's a good question. I know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's because they're at the top of this volcano and that's having some effect of it. I don't know. That's a good question. Maybe. Yeah. David's on the astral plane doing whatever he's doing, but also trying to get in contact with Kurt. And Onslaught's in the clouds. Building his brain church. Yes. Onslaught is lurking in the clouds. And so I think Onslaught is growing in strength, right? Mm -hmm. David can feel him. He's got some kind of anchor somewhere, how he's been able to grow from. It's got to be within Charles. Mm -hmm. Charles is the one uploading people's minds. So he is connected to other people. Right. That's what I'm saying. Onslaught is connected to to everyone else through those resurrections craziness now these two night fight they're duking it out yeah this big first panel is so dope just like this whole thing this whole fight i was like oh okay nightcrawler yeah like nightcrawler unleashed he is not taking no garbage from nobody no. and he <laughs> Just the sheer fact of he's like, okay, people, I'm trying to help you work this out. I'm trying to help you. You're not listening. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to drop you from the sky and you have to save each other in order to survive. Yeah. It's just, I love the Cortez is vomiting because of loss. It's disgusting. But he's also got a knife slash into her arm. And Kurt is bamfing in between them. Yeah. There's just so much it's the art action in this, energy. This fight sequence art is really great. Yeah. Oh, look. It's a title page. Respect the Sacred Land. The Fall. Written by Cy Spurrier. Art by Bob Quinn. Color art by Java Tartaglia. And letters by VCs Clayton Cowles. Data page. The Book of the Spark. Every other issue. You're looking at me like I'm supposed to know what that means. I was about to tell you. Okay. Every other issue, the title of the book has been redacted. This is the first time that we are seeing it. This also connects to the end of the issue where the spark is the thing that Nightcrawler wants to remember, but loses when he dies. That's the thing he says to Cortez to remind him of. Yes, yes. 
This is the name of the book that he's been writing the entire time. This obviously has been written far after the fact. Mm-hmm. So somebody remembers. Yeah. Our stories collide. David's recognizing his similarities to Charles's way and wanting to be better, but to not interfere and cut corners in progress, which I'm not sure I'll, I'll necessarily agree with all of that. I, I get that, you know, Charles does some things that I would not agree with for sure. Some. Just Charles a does a lot of things that I would not agree with. Just a couple. He also does some good things. Uh-huh, yeah. But I don't know that this comparison of him trying to cut all these corners is necessarily something that I would agree with. I do. He changes things to make them what he wants them to be. He leaves out information if it's going to cause a problem that stalls what he needs. That's cutting corners. True. I guess. Yeah. Treating people like things. Oh, yeah. And here it is. Here's the, the big bamf. The night well, justice. It's not no, the big bamf. It's just a moment of... Yeah, this way of solving their fight. Pitting them in a position to need to trust each other or die. Yeah, which I was like, oh, what? Nightcrawler, you don't... This isn't... You don't do this. He's not one of the kindly ones. He's getting upset, you know? Everybody's not listening to him. He's not having it. He's not having it at all. He's fed up. And he's about to throw down all of his power, mutant and as a quiet council member, to mess them up, to to keep them out. Yeah. We are the sacred land. When you diminish other mutants, when you harm them without consent, in body or mind, you are breaking the law. That connects to something that was in X-Men number seven, the when I do violence unto others, I do violence unto myself. Mm -hmm. The Zen Cohen that was in that issue that really was furthered by Cy Spurrier throughout this. That was kind of the, the basis of where this series came from. Interesting. And then Fabian makes a mistake. Well, yes, but it's not really Fabian. It's Onslaught. Doing it. Right. I do want to point out, we've, we do make some ground between the two of them, right? Fabian and, and Lost. When Lost starts confessing, she seems to not, be referencing Stacy X, right? So we know that she was found by Stacy X mm-hmm. and, and joined this group, but another organization, they, they did things to me, went and then is cut off, mm-hmm. which makes me think that she's got a bigger part to this than we already know. Mm. Interesting. Somebody charges her up a little too charged. Yeah, the overboost. And she is dead. Right, but not before using her gravity powers to disrupt the orbit of Phobos. Yeah. Which is an actual moon of Mars. Look at that. Science. Real science. Science rules. Data page of Bran just going off in green. Yeah, I don't care. I was like, okay, Abigail. Get it together, woman. You're so angry. I mean, yeah, she's trying to she's trying to do big things in space. I don't like her. <laughs> I don't one issue. One issue. One one I'll give it to you. Terrible decision made to benefit herself. Herself, but also the position of her team and Storm and Herself. She wants to look like a hero. She wants to look, she's a glory hog. 
It's not about just her looking like a hero. It's about the mutants looking like a hero. It's about alliances formed on a galactic scale. It's moves and counter moves. These are not these are not kind notes. These are not constructive criticisms. When you start a war. note off with "Oh, please." Well, these are notes to herself too. This is just her eyes only. This is her basically venting about the situation and how millions of people almost died. And also, they almost destroyed the planet that they literally just terraformed. Yeah, which was, for me, the the scariest thing reading this issue. I was like, no, no, wait, what? what? We just got Come this. Come on, we ju- this just started. What do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? Well, it's funny because it plays off the idea of the threat of death. Right. So that's always mm-hmm. uh, mutants can't die now. And now death can't be played as a big traumatic reveal. But the death of a planet, that is very. I mean, but they also could just like bring it back real quick. But no, they can't. As they show you on the other page, most of the people that will die are going to be the Iraqi people who have refused the resurrection protocols. They are not a part of the resurrection protocols. Right. But they could re-terraform Mars is what I was saying. Uh, maybe. I mean, if a if a moon destroys into the planet and kills all these people, and and also, you know, I think it's definitely lower on the totem of worry, but the fact that, you know, like, and it'll embarrass us on an intergalactic scale. Well, yeah. I like this image of Storm. What do you think? I always got to check in with you because... Sometimes... Yeah, because sometimes I don't like the way that she's drawn. Yes. Yeah, I like it. Seal of approval. Approved. She looks good. David has this realization while connected to Charles, which is why I think that's where the source is, right? Mm-hmm. Those wee bits of lost life, lost experience between when you get recorded and when you die. I think there's an interesting connection of repeating lost twice in that. And maybe I'm just reading it into it too much where I want lost to have a bigger connection. But I think the things that are lost of people. I mean, maybe I, if that feels a little bit of a reach because I think it's more like talking about how she's got long limbs. She can reach. Okay. I think it's more (laughs) talking about like calling them lost things, but they're not lost because they become onslaught. But you know, could be maybe he eats the parts of people that don't come back and leaves parts of himself to fill the gaps. (laughs) this line from cortez it's a moon nightcrawler you can't preach it back into orbit let's go let's do it and then it's insane you're insane overload me he says i do actually like the fact that fabian makes a positive move for krakoa you know he does something to help save these Mm -hmm. people Nightcrawler leaves Fabian with his realization. I'm not sure why he doesn't tell Legion who he's supposedly potentially still telepathically connected to as they've been throughout the entire issue. I don't know. I think this is so cool. Just A, what he thinks is about to, what he thinks he's able to do and then goes for it to teleport this entire. Yeah, to just bamf a moon like three times away from the planet. Yeah, so many times. Just bamfing it. Four times. At least. Epic visuals. Yeah. Beautiful. Just the... I was like, no, wait. zoom in on his face on fire. Yeah. It's just... And then... Look at him like fried Nightcrawler. And then he just... 
disintegrates or I don't want you don't you don't actually see him die. I mean, I think the fact that he's getting more and more disintegrated and the fact that he's not getting any oxygen. Yeah. And then but, he's But on the top of that page, the way that Xavier is looking at Cortez, Cortez is fine after this boost. He's fine. So? On the next page, on the next pages after Nightcrawler is resurrected and we see Cortez at the top of the final page, we think all the effort did something to his brain. It's like he's just switched off. No, freaking Xavier did it. That's what I'm saying. Xavier is the worst. I don't think it's Xavier. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. (laughs) Maybe Xavier knows what he's doing. And even just the... You know, this is now the third instance of deciding who gets resurrected and, and then, who doesn't. And then Charles is standing on Pride Rock. Yes. Looking over the antelope. Yes. His onslaught people. Ooh. I mean, this issue was like, whoa, 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 Huge. whoa, whoa, Huge. Whoa. There was an interview with Jordan D. White, the editor, mm-hmm. who had said before Way of X even came out, about how this issue, this series would have a large impact on the line. And that is certainly what's coming through. Oh, yes. In its relation to the resurrection protocols. I love that. I love that there's a huge negative that they have to work around. Right. In the resurrection protocols. And there's, you didn't read issue two. Nope. But in issue two, when Nightcrawler saves David... There's some details about Orcus using David to try and figure out what's a way to cause the downfall of Krakoa. Oh, so do you think maybe Yes. Uh, Lost was also taken by Orcus? Yes. That's the organization I think that was trying to be talked about. Well, what are Lost's powers? Gravitational altering well, it's a doozy. What's the Krakoan for the end of it? Onslaught Revelation. Which is the next one. The one-shot season finale of season one. Is it going to be like, a, like been... a double giant size? I believe so. All right. I was like, we're just going to have one issue. Be. Like, come on now. Yeah. You got some splaining to do. For real. What would you think of this issue? I mean, it was great. It was visually beautiful. It was very engaging. It yeah. was a twist that I was not expecting at all on multiple levels, like double twist. And yeah, something, something's up. Something's up for real. So do you do you agree in his placement or? I don't know. It's, it's, it's conflicting. Because I think of the in like right? epicness. Like in epic, in the stance of what was the most epic and what was the most shocking, yes. But like you saw my face when I was looking at Marauders. I was like smiling so hard. Like I loved that issue so much that that's why it's like a personal kind of, I'm not sure which one. I mean, I think the placement is the right placement just because of the gravitas. Gravitas is a great word. Thank you. Uh, the gravitas of the issue, but I did really enjoy Marauders. And we know how I felt about the other two, so we won't go back to those. <laughs> we don't need to talk about them again. Yeah. I thought this issue was great. I, I really think that I was excited about this as a series mm-hmm. just because 
I like Cy Spurrier as a writer. I really enjoyed the art throughout. Bob yeah. Quinn does amazing work. Beautiful, beautiful stuff. I think that the books that talk about those bigger picture ideas are the ones that get me really excited about. And that's why everybody's super hyped about Inferno. Everybody's super hyped about Trial of Magneto because they're these big events that have influence on the entire line. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that just carries so much weight to it. Yes. And this really stuck the landing. You know, this hit the last one high. Yes. This This is how you close out a book. Easily my favorite of the five. Yeah. Mine too. Of the three I read. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. And I, I really liked the the first two issues. I feel like there was a little bit of a turn in three and four, mm-hmm. but also they were setting up some things. Maybe not even setting up some things, more just working through all of what's going on with the, the laws. Yeah. Well, what are the comics we're getting next week? Cable Reloaded. Cable. Wolverine number 15. I feel like we just read Wolverine. It was like three or four weeks ago. Okay. That was... When it was like a Western. Yeah. Yeah. And Emma was there. Yeah. Okay. All right. And what else? Is that it? Just a twosie? Well, there's a Marvel Voices identity. Mm-hmm. This is Asian superheroes. Okay. That's and dope. And creators from across the Marvel Universe. The Voices issues are cool. Yeah. Those are a lot of fun. And also Strange Academy number 12, which I read, but you don't. Hey, one time I read it. Remember? Yep. <laughs> By accident. So maybe I'll read it again. Hey, I'll s- slide it into the stack. But we don't talk about that here. It no. does have some relevance. That's not for here. That's not for here. There was a email from Magneto to Scarlet Witch in one of the issues. Oh, snap. What did it say? I don't. We'll have to investigate. Yeah, I didn't have, you don't I didn't, remember? You don't have every issue memorized? I don't understand. I didn't write it down. I didn't write it down. Well... Until next time, old friend. Charles, you got some explaining to do. You evil. Thanks so much for joining us today on the Ex-Wife Podcast. Be sure to leave us a review and tell your friends. The Ex-Wife Podcast is produced in Providence, Rhode Island by Alicia and Justin. Our music is by Quan. 